there will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Exciting time to be involved in Bitcoin Cash at the moment. During that whole war, fighting versus big blocks, like were, were we the bad guys? Were we the ones that went listening? Fundamentally, we believe in markets, transparency, and tokenization. Come on, you gotta come stronger than that, you know, like. Hello, and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast. Following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. This is episode number 86, Vitalik Roasts Eric and Cash Rain Release featuring Brian Kanachi. Today is Sunday, the 9th of July, 2023. I'm your host, Jeremy Jett, is doing the producing, same as always. And our guest today is an avid podcast listener and Bitcoin cash enthusiast brian welcome to the show introduce yourself how'd you get into bitcoin hey what's up guys yeah like i uh it's been kind of a journey started started in 2019 my buddy told me about um you know probably summerish 2019 he's like you know xrp right you know what i mean blah 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 and listen i still am xrp notice that you know my picture and the thing you know the xrp the yeah. i got it but we're not going to get into that but i just for the story we can know, get I, into whatever. that why xrp why xrp what was the draw there they're involved they're like there's so many things that they're involved in obviously banking and all it we could go down so much and it's just and the thing is and I'll, I'll tie this into why like at this moment like you know i'm a little obviously a lot more enthused with bitcoin cash right now but I'm still back in XRP, but, but I'll, I'll get into that too. But yeah, because they, they are involved in a lot of things. You know what I mean? And so, but anyway, he gets me in, right? And like, I'm not hard to convince. I'm like, sure, let's do it, whatever. So get in. And then like at that point, you know, it's not like, hey, let's start watching everything. And it's just like, whatever. Watch some videos here and there. That's how I'm 2019 with probably a little more as the year went on, you know, and at the time, you know how it is, you're buying a little more of the like V chain and whatnot. And so now, like I said, we get into 2020, you know, watching a little more, watching things, you know, obviously we had the crash, you know, COVID, all that stuff. And, you know, still sticking with it, still strong, whatever. It's still strong today, but um, let's go into late 2020, you know, obviously the Michael Saylor era, right? Era, yeah. Right. And so, you know, I think it was like August, like kind of when he popped on the scene or whatever. And, you know, hey, listen, I'm just a regular dude. You know what I mean? Just watch me think, hey, you know, you see the videos, you see the boat in the background, the music, whatever. You're like, dude, it's like buying Manhattan in 1912. I'm in. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're buying Bitcoin, whatever. You know, you know how it is. And, and, you know, they convince you on Ethereum, whatever. Watching more and more videos. You know how it is, right? And Twitter, all that stuff. And so... Now that takes, it's like I said, still strong XRP, whatever. But then, are you guys familiar with the SEC case with XRP or no? Well, yes. I, I I know vaguely of it, but if you yeah. can add a bit of color to that, it would probably help a lot. Yeah. So December 22nd, 2020, the SEC hits XRP like, hey, you're a security. Like this is like before, you know how like now this past year, every you know, this is security. Like they were like, you know, kind of like the first big one. And the thing yeah, is, a guy yeah. named, do you know who Jay Clayton is? 
No, there's Jeremy Caleb, right? He was the he was one of the main guys, right? Yeah, he, he's with XLM now with Seller, but yeah, th- yeah, he was back. You know, yeah, he was one of the dudes, and then he left, and that, that's a whole story itself. But um, Jay Clayton was the SEC, like the guy. You know what I mean? And it was literally his last day on the job when he hit at you know and you know Ripple saying that it's a security. And we knew we were getting, you know, this Gary Gensler, as we all, everyone probably knows who he is now. And at the time, you know, everyone's, we're all researching, you know, his background and stuff. Oh man, this dude's pro crypto. He's doing these seminars. Hey, we'll get this wrapped up in a year and move on. And so, like I said, hey, hit us with that. Gary Gensler comes in, <clears throat> prices just crash. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think we touched 10 cents. Like we didn't stay there, but we touched it. And, and so, like we're down, you know what I mean? Like, you know, most of them are down. They hate from January. We're getting delisted off everything. Everyone else in the thing, they're anti-XRP, like, oh, you deserve it. And whatever. And now they're, they're doing a different tune today. You know what I mean? Because they, because they all thought, you know, that the SEC is not the enemy, but you know, whatever. And so we go through 2021 and, you know, sentiments down and, you know, you know, like I said, we're not, we're, but we're still holding strong. And, you know, watching all the YouTube and stuff on, you know, the XRP stuff, Bearable Bull and, you know, all these other people. Have you guys heard of the blockchain backer? Right, so he's he's a technical analysis guy. Like, he's the guy, you know, for XRP. You know what I mean? He did charts. And we're, we're all there every, you know, whatever day. Or like, oh, man, here's, you know, we got to hear what he got to say because, you know, he's the guy. So here comes March of 2021, right? <clears throat> And he gives out of nowhere this like hour video about, you know, cause we're going into altcoin season and like, cause Bitcoin's just popping now. And so like, Hey, he, he lists like five coins and like, he has like their amounts that, you know, they're going to go to. It's pretty much all the legacy coins with the exception of Litecoin. He didn't do Litecoin because uh, some of his charts in hit. So they were EOS dash Zcash, Ethereum classic and Bitcoin cash. Right. And so, you know, and like for Bitcoin Cash, I forget what there is at the time, maybe 800 or something like that around that thing. And, you know, that one's going to go to 10,000. So, so, you know, because we're kind of getting a little aggregate, we're like, oh, I'll dabble a little bit in all those. And, you know, not like we're not paying attention to them, but like we'll hit their numbers. But as the year goes on, you know, it just seems like I'm catching some Bitcoin Cash videos here and there. Maybe it's just like, you know, when I see it in your recommended stuff, like I'm maybe watching because, you know, I'm in an hour before I may have just ignored it. And guys like First Mill, um, you know, Chadwick, your boy Chadwick. Um, was, <laughs> Ryan, Chadwick. was Ryan, yeah, you know what I mean? Was Ryan doing stuff then? I don't know if yeah, he, he was, was or was. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know you were, but no, he was doing I didn't, more. I, yeah, I didn't see you yet. And so I think it's later in the year, like November. And like I said, watching it, getting a little more familiar with it. And I remember I had to go to like Akron for like something. It's like 50 minutes. It's a 50 minute trip. I got to let me download a podcast, whatever. Listen, to. it's either going to be sports or crypto, whatever. And I saw, I put crypto and your thing came up on the Bitcoin cash podcast. All right. So I, I, I put it in whatever. And I believe it was whatever your latest episode was. And I think it was the episode where Ryan was on and his kid said Bitcoin cash, you know, that one. Oh, and that so, was banging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Christmas. I think it was that one. Christmas 21, it's, yeah. It was, yeah, it was somewhere around. It might have been, yeah, it might have been December then. I, that mixing up the months. But I remember, like, it's not like I saw your YouTube right after, but I caught it maybe a month after. I didn't know you had one. 
And so, like, it, it, I saw it on the thing, and maybe I've seen it before, but just didn't pay attention. But now, obviously, listen, I saw it, and I go, wow, they got YouTube. And so I click on it, and I'm thinking, is this like a 2013 production? What's going on here? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, because you, you know how it is during that time. I mean, dude, everyone got the colorful thing, you know what I mean? Beautiful, whatever, and here we are here. But it sounds like, like, you know, I'm putting it down, but no, I'm not, because... Think about this. Have you ever done like a YouTube deep, whatever it is, not crypto, it could be anything. Like, you know, you have those certain nights where you just deep dive in, into YouTube and hours. And the rule of thumb is as you go along and get deeper and deeper, the less quality the video is because you're getting these old school videos and what. And that was the intrigue about your show. You know what I mean? Like, all right. You know what I mean? And so 2022 is like probably a year where, like, you know, more and more and more. You know, by the end of the year, like, I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, I'm brilliant. And so, and then coming into this year, you know what I mean? Obviously, let's go. And I think the point is that from my perspective, and like I said, I don't know anything, but I'm going to give you my perspective, is that just watching all the stuff, all the years, like, if you name it, I've seen it. It seems like Bitcoin Cash community, to me, the two things that got me are um, consistency, and conviction. And what I mean by consistency is that you guys, like we have a plan, you know, obviously you and all the other developers and all everyone who knows about it, it's, it hasn't wavered. There hasn't been changes. There hasn't been, like you said last week, you know, you're talking about the flipping and you're like, well, I was on the first episode. You know I mean? It's not like I'm just bringing this out of nowhere and always have an answer for something. Yeah. Like just whatever, you know, I bothered you for like, you know, this and that. And us as consumers, you know, doing this, trying to figure it out, we're always trying to find that gotcha. You know, you know what I mean? Like, well, never could do it. Bitcoin Cash is always an answer. And like, like example, like a weak point for Bitcoin Cash on the service level is the hash rate, right? You know what I mean? Like, hey, it has a low hash rate, right? But really, it doesn't because, like you said, what, there's like two big what mining farms with BTC, whatever that, in case some funny business is going on they would switch over to, you know I mean? Stuff like that. And, and like I said, I consider all that in the consistency part. And then the conviction is that dude, like no, like Bitcoin cash, there ain't no other points that like we'll care about. You know what I mean? It's like, like this is it and whatnot. And again, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I'm saying from my perspective, it was something that like, Hey, they mean business. You know what I mean? And this is, you know, what they believe in. And, and there hasn't been any wavering. And one additional thing is that like watching all these videos, all this shit, advertising this and that. And like, sometimes you question the motives, you know, about whatever, because, you know, Hey, you know, everyone had FTX and then afterwards they're like, Oh, we didn't know. You know what I mean? And then they sponsor, Oh, we didn't know about this where, you know, you guys and pretty much everyone else in Bitcoin cash me, don't have sponsors. I know you got some like little sponsors this year, you know, with deservingly so, but it ain't for the advertising that everyone's doing this. And so there has to be a reason. You know, it's because, hey, this is the real deal, right? And so that's kind of how I got here today. So yeah, oh, that's a great here that's I a am. great that's a great story. I'm very, very pleased to hear that the uh, low production quality uh, stuck out to you. And the reason is like you're saying, I, that's quite deliberate, right? I mean, obviously I have mm -hmm. a limited amount of time and, and resources and over time we have improved sort of the, the quality of the audio and the quality of the visual feed and also 
uh, now we have you know, the, the intro and stuff like that. But it's deliberate that it is a little bit like you watch it at first. It's it's supposed to be almost mimicking Bitcoin Cash. You're not supposed to get it at first because the same as you, I appreciate things that you get onto and you watch it and you're like, I'm not really too sure what's going on here. Like something's going on, but I'm not really getting mm-hmm. it. And you need to invest in it to uh, to understand what's actually happening and those things tend to be the the most powerful so yeah we just have us in our bedrooms i mean maybe over time as more goes on maybe like i one day i would love to have a huge like a mining you know miners yeah. in the background some cyberpunk mm. studio like we could have a high-tech version right but i like that the original uh versions are always going to be attractive and have attracted a core audience because people get that what you're saying they understand wait this is the this is the real stuff this is not the advertised slick promoted on recommended it's like you got to be looking for this stuff but if you find it once you know you're onto the real stuff then the rest of it's kind of irrelevant at that point yeah because it's like why why else would you be doing like there's there's like there's no other incentive you know what i mean for this to be happy rather than that hey this is what we believe, you know, to be the thing. So yeah, I appreciate that too. That's, that's really cool. And I'm sure, I'm sure that'll resonate with some. And I'll tell you what, all these these other, like, dude, no one, like, no one supports Bitcoin cash. Like, dude, all the main, they all have, obviously it's all Bitcoin, BTC and Ethereum, whatever. You know what I mean? And then they all, you know, there's always something they say, dude, it's never, I mean, dude, it's like, Dude, you're a peasant, man. If you like, if you roll a Bitcoin cash, I mean, that's how it is out there. I'm telling you that no, no one supports it outside of Bitcoin cash community. So but that's why we've been having these, uh, yeah. sort of some chats recently where, you know, the, these LTC guys, they're getting a bit rustled up, mate. They're, we're coming up on them. They're getting a little bit antsy. And so they're coming in trying to shit talk this and that. And you see other people saying like, oh, yeah, Bitcoin Cash is too maximalist or there's too much, whatever. And it's like, no, you don't understand, man. The I did that video with the Bitcoin Cash Spartans. And that's kind of how I think of it. It's like, it's a small community. But like you said, it's it's Bitcoin Cash or bust. And it has to be that way. People say, oh, you shouldn't be so you know, you're going to dominate and like, fuck everyone else. It's like, that's not something that we came to just because we're assholes or something. It's like, no, it's yeah. we're going to be under attack. Like Nobody's going to give us the time of day. We're going to have to do it ourselves with sticks and stones if we need to. Mm-hmm. But that's, it's literally not going to, we're not going to get a single free pass anywhere where we're not expecting one and we're not going to be given one. So the attitude and mentality of the community reflects that everything has to be homegrown and it has to be ultra resilient because if there's any angle of attack, it's, it's going to get exploited. Right. Absolutely. And like I said, I like those like coin guys. You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing. I still will listen to whatever. You know what I mean? Like, whether it's a YouTuber going, you know, it's, you know, I mean, it's cool. Like, they're all cool. But yeah, I hear what you're saying, though. Because there's not really much Bitcoin cash stuff going on, you know, but except here and whatnot. But yeah. And like I said, I still have other little, you know, coins. You know, I have some Litecoin, whatever. But like, right now, the majority too is basically, you know, Bitcoin Cash and XRP. That's and, and right now, and again, another. And I'll tell you what. Maybe um, and the thing, the question is, do I ever get into it if you know blockchain backer never has those charts? And at the same time, I think another reason that maybe pushed me here too is because after 2021, it just seemed like you know the majority of the XRP stuff content was about the case. You know what I mean? And then like after a year, it's just like all right, like. 
I think this is going to be going on a while. You know, it's still going on today. You know what I mean? And actually, I think they wrapped up like three months ago or whatever, and they're still like deliberating and whatnot. Um, and so, like I said, it just kind of got stale. Not that I gave up. I'm still with, but like just watching the content. Eh, you know what I mean? And I, I think that was part of the reason why I'm watching more Bitcoin Cash. And luckily so. So here we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just quickly, I don't want to go too much onto this, but yeah. uh, you were telling me before the show, like, and I saw as well too, First Mill has put up a video that he's he, uh, cut off his YouTube channel and said, I'm not doing any more videos, end of the channel, etc. I don't know, maybe more than a year ago. And then he's put up one video yeah. that he said the only video he's going to do in 2023 is scheduled in three days. So we're going to see what he has to say. But yeah. you said that he was getting you into it at the start. So anything you want to speak to on that point? Well, like I said, it was, I think he was, he was just someone that was there and like, I liked what he was saying, whatever. And it's not like, Hey, watching him. Oh, here it is. You know what I mean? But it kept the interest, you know, it just, it kept it moving and moving and and whatever. And it was just something to like, keep me focused a little bit on it. And then obviously as time went on, you know, getting yours and, and whoever else I saw, you know, Ray uses Bitcoin cash. I don't know if you, do you yeah. watch him too. Yeah. I'll yeah, tell you yeah, what, yeah no, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? He's always walking with his daughter or whatever, but I think he needs business now, man. Last couple ones, he didn't have his daughter. There, so I think he thinks things are going to get some serious now, but yeah, I mean like just hearing all these people, whatever, like in conjunction, but yeah, I would say first mill might've been maybe like the first, you know what I mean? To get, get me in there. So yeah. But yeah, excited to see him. I think Wednesday, whatever. So yeah, he has a very uh, distinctive sort of style and opinion mm-hmm. so, and it's not for everyone, but I, so I, I understand that some people don't like it or they thought, okay, he shills the price too much, or he's got kind of too much weird other stuff going on. That's not necessarily connected to what's, what's happening. And they kind of didn't vibe with that, but for me, I can I, I can sort of get where he's going. I just, just think it's when you consider, firstly, how much work he put in that he did a video every day for years on end. I thought he got a bit too heavy on shilling the price stuff. And so then when the price stuff didn't work out, obviously that was a bit of an L and he sort of had to take a step back. I, I, can, yeah. I can see that. And that's why, you know, that's among many other reasons. That's one of the reasons why this show has never been promising price targets and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. except I guess on the, on the Christmas episode, I think sometimes we have a guess on the price, but otherwise that's, that's like the yearly punt <laughs> you can yeah. have on the Christmas episode, but <laughs> yeah. And like I said, but, everyone's human, man, even if you believe whatever, you know, the prices aren't, you know, sometimes, you know, you just get a little frustrated and, you know, he needs some time off. So hopefully he's going to be back. You know, did he just say, it, you think it's just one episode he's coming or do you think he's going to, I think he put in the description. They, I think he just put in the description. I, I think I saw that that it was one episode oh, only, only man, one in twenty twenty three. And wow, <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll, 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 yeah, let's let's get to that video first and later, and then we'll we'll work from there. I got you. Yeah. So <laughs> and, hopefully yeah, we get them back for good. Big shout out to yeah Chadwick Bailey and Ryan Giffen and Ray uses Bitcoin Cash. All those guys putting up good work in the. You ever watch OG yeah. Foundation? Yeah, 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 as well. Sovereign, yeah. yeah, like he's, he's, like, he's been on the show. <laughs> oh, have you have you had him on before? Yeah, he, yeah, uh, I can one of those episodes. I can't remember one of the oh, uh, wow. early ones. Yeah, 
He's the one that's kind of like off the reser- like the reservation, and he got his own thing going. He knows his stuff, man. Like he knows his stuff. If things are going to go down, man, he's ready to go, though. I know that. But yeah, he, uh, he, uh, yeah, he, he's like very random. You know what I mean? Very random. But yeah, yeah, they he's all. The full they, and the thing is, everyone says the same thing. It's all like I said, the consistency. It's all the same message. You know what I mean? With everyone. So yeah, that's right. And that's that's how we're going to win. That's how this. This has to win. It has to be a kind of organic grassroots thing that ha- you know comes up from the grassroots. It can't all be sponsored or shilled off by uh, some huge company or whatever, because that's the corporate interest that just mean it isn't gonna it isn't gonna work. It needs to be sort of the the plebs, as it were. I I, I hate that. I think it's quite ironic that the BDC people they have this whole narrative around where the, where the plebs and that it's it's quite telling that that is the the denomination they chose for themselves because it reflects on the fact that they then see Michael Saylor as like this superior godlike figure just because he's got so much money and that they are the shitty little underclass right they see mm-hmm. themselves in those in those terms so I don't like that but they're nevertheless they're hitting on something valuable there in the sense that it has to be an organic grassroots sort of every man type of type of thing because that's the that's the only way that the decentralization part works and it's also the only way that everybody can stay motivated and that any attack can get routed around because you can't fool everyone all the time so if enough people are kind of saying common sense like what's going on here guys that's the sign that things need to change i'd say oh yeah absolutely the btc community is interesting you know i mean there's a lot of different factions the thing is you got to understand like listening to them on Twitter spaces or whatever, but yeah, it's uh, you know, there, there are some like, just, I mean, you know how it is, man. There's some where you think it's like, you know, they're at church or whatever, listening to this, you know, whatever <laughs> sermon they got. And, hey, listen, there's ones that are reasonable, whatever. There's ones that are just for the money. And, you know, and I'll tell you what, man, they love their nose, man. I mean, dude, yes. like the, the nose, I mean, it's just like, that's everything to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I mean, the, the BTC community that they love their nose more than, you know, Chadwick loves SV. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's crazy, but they love them. Yeah. 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 They're pretty all in on that whole. Yeah. Decentralized uh, with the nodes type of type of vibe. All right. Shutting the price. We got to we got to get to the price every week. BCH retraces. USD $268.20 down a little bit after the Titanic pump. Of the previous episode, one BDC is one hundred twelve dollars and eighty five. Oh no, one BDC is one hundred twelve point eight five BCH. One Ethereum is six point nine BCH. So both of those ratios are down for BTC and slightly down for Ethereum. How you been feeling about the market action this year? Must be good to get in in twenty nineteen, coming in at a nice low cost basis, and then get a rise. Right, all this talk about oh people you know the price chart always down right but if you got in relatively recently it's kind of not looking that way from your point of view i'd imagine that was another point i mean like that i wanted to say it's like actually it was kind of luckily on my part that like the last year was the year you know where i was like most convinced about it because as you said the prices have been the lowest you know i mean over the last year so yeah, I mean, yeah, no complaints here. It was nice to see a, a little pump of life. And, uh, you know, I I guess, like I said, I don't, you know, these these charts, no one knows these charts. You know, people, they draw their little, you know, Fibonacci's and, you know, white coffee, you know, whatever it is. And then they, who knows? But I guess it's good to see that, hey, we've been like kind of moving like, you know, 300, 250, whatever. And 
I guess that's a good sign, but again, who knows? But yeah, either way, like I think, I think it's good. I think I'm positive, you know, about it right now. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of that TA stuff is uh, bullshit. I mean, at some point we've definitely, I've promised it sort of many times. We've never really got around to it because I haven't found the right person. I think Willy Wu would be a classic, but he's a, he's a huge guy. And uh, cause he did this video with Kim.com, but he's all into the technical analysis. Someone like that, that could come on the show and at least give a bit of a steel man case for what's all this technical analysis stuff is around. I'm not a big believer. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Was Willie, was he the guy that was promising a hundred thousand BTC to last? Was that him? I don't think so. I think, I mean, obviously a lot of people were or, or weren't, but yeah. I, yeah, I can't remember him being yeah. too hot on all of that, but he's always posting. He, he, what he did was he got in, sort of early in quotation marks on the whole blockchain analysis stuff. So he got kind of big because he was doing, hey guys, look at how many coins have moved and the coin days is going up or down. Or Now that's a bit more like loads of people are thinking, oh, what's the actual fundamental stats? And he had just already kind of conquered that. So when everybody became interested in that, mm-hmm. obviously on a lot of those technical charts they love it they do the price and then they also go oh look at this other graphs that support my theory and so he was kind of in the mix there so that got him a lot of and that's part of the inconsistency you know what i mean like these there's little things that you just pick up over the years you know what i mean nothing specific but like you just know like eh, this guy this person who is just one coin i use five point you know what i mean i like five and you know, th- there's always something, whatever. And, and Trend chasing. That's, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. The Bitcoin cash community, consistency, big time. Yeah. All right. Speaking of consistency, I've got an update on Celine. So Callisti and I promised it and promised it. Well, we've delivered again. Uh, take that to the wallet. Now available on iOS, Celine wallet. So big thanks to Callisti for getting that one shipped. Uh, we've also got this apparently merch in the works. So Callisti was posting up some photos. I've got one here of the uh, like snapback hat with the Celine logo on it. This genuinely looks sick. <laughs> I want one. I'm going to wear it. And I think we might have t-shirts as well too. So not really sure what the deal is there. If we're going to do a limited run or we're going to have them in stock or if we're going to sell them or just give them away on the show to guests. Or I, I, I don't really know exactly yet, but uh, it's looking cool. So we're, we've got the app dev happening, but other stuff is going on as well too. Version 1.0.9 is out. The send receive screen got slicked down to be one screen instead of the two tabs with a lot of iterating in the Telegram chat. So big thanks to everybody who was discussing with us to optimize that there. You can scan QR codes from your photo gallery. You can customize the QR code colors. We've added a credits page. And there's some other minor improvements and bug fixes. So for everybody who's been using Celine and the user downloads have also been on the on the rise pretty consistently. It's over 200 downloads total now across both both platforms. So growing pretty rapidly. So did thank the, you to everybody. Did the iOS that. the iOS release did that? Did you see a big pump? Yeah. Like as far as downloads from there? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it, it caught up to Android or maybe it hasn't quite caught up to Android, but it's pretty equivalent, I think. So of the, maybe we've got like 220 something yeah. users and probably a hundred are on iOS. Like a lot of people were waiting for iOS. So when we got that out, boom, they all they all yeah. flooded in there. And now it's good because now when I'm going around onboarding people, I don't have to say, do you have Android? You know, it's going to be Android or iOS and a lot of people have iOS. So you just say, boom, look up Celine Wallet and 
crack on with it, you know. Is there a, is there a way to do the face ID on there or like you know what I mean? Because well, like there when isn't I open, now, but uh, but we but could do it. That's that's just getting worked on or whatever. Okay, yeah, that's that's fine. I just want to make sure that I'm all good. That because it, it wasn't doing it for my want to make sure that that's what everyone's is doing. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we don't have that yet, but I don't I don't think anybody suggested that as a as a yeah. feature yet. But we can certainly add that or look into it. I'm sure there'll be plugins and different ways to yeah ways to do it if people want it then then i guess we'll add it definitely it'll be optional because i know not everybody's going to want any of that login with the uh, mm-hmm. face stuff but for people people who want it well they're gonna have it so it's just gotta go in the backlog yeah and everything else. yeah that's cool <laughs> all right good stuff uh first topic of the day then we've got metallic roasting eric so for anybody who is not familiar with the deep lore i don't really want to get all into it here but on episode 84 we talked about bantering away with eric wall on twitter and there's the backstory from that of the whole ordinals and the taproot wizards and stuff and there's even the backstory before that of the whole block size war so there's a, a lot to it but the where we're at today is the uh, wizards have decided they need to make a proper stab at changing bitcoin culture or we've been waiting for a while to see what was going to be their game plan in terms of saying okay blockstream have kind of screwed things up we need to change things well they'd made a few memes and they did their dance at the bitcoin conference but it wasn't really coming to much substantive uh most of the ordinal stuff was actually built by those guys who defected from bsv so it seems now their game plan is to run regular weekly spaces which they've called thursday is coming which is quite a quite a good name i think because it adds constant hype it's like every thursday you know the branding already tells you what it is and they can always be looking forward it's very future oriented so i like that but they had their first one which was with vitalik buterin and there was much speculation on the bitcoin cash podcast telegram as to whether or not vitalik was going to get in there with some questions about bitcoin cash and about raising the block size so they had this discussion that was kind of talking around it for quite a while. And then at 56 minutes in, after much skirting close to the line, but then kind of backing away from it, we finally got the absolute banger clip as Jet (laughs) successfully predicted that we would. It was always inevitable that Eric was going to trip over his own words and uh, impale himself on his own sword at some point. So (laughs) here we we have it, Jet. Let's uh, load up this clip. (laughs) Maybe maybe like a way to ask the question more generally is that if i were as a uh, you know bitcoin developer were to suggest increasing the block size to 32 megabytes right now what would be the top five arguments that would get um, hurled against me it's a good one well do you want to hurl it, some arguments? Well, well i mean you know it's it's difficult to think whether i mean i would if you told me that you're going to try to get consensus for a, for a 32 megabyte block size increase then you know there's just not the political uh you know there's there's not enough people that are going to be like on board with that i think at the moment like there's just not the well, political why would, you, why would the other people be on board with it i think it's probably cultural and political reason like i but you know but that's mm-hmm. that's a reason too right like i yeah. i think maybe it would have been easier to have this conversation um if it didn't have all this baggage that, that it has but i honestly think it's good this is this is because this is going to be like the first thing that people reject just just as an instinct i think 
and right. other things would probably be easier to push forward first. Okay, so as you can hear, Vitalik did the BCH community a massive favor right here. Thank you, Satoshi's blessings upon you, Vitalik, for this one because he didn't he didn't have to go in super super hard or anything. It's not exactly his style. It's certainly not the way I <laughs> I'd get this topic rolling. But uh, he did more than enough heavy lifting here, asking him why couldn't BCH uh, why couldn't Bitcoin or what if Bitcoin had thirty two megabyte blocks proposed now. This is a genius little insight that he's giving here because he didn't specifically say Bitcoin Cash, but in Eric's mind, there's there's two there's two questions being posed. The first way he can take it is like Vitalik's essentially asking him, why don't you just switch to Bitcoin Cash? Just not in the same words. Or alternatively, kind of at the same time, he's asking, why couldn't we be like Bitcoin Cash? You know, what would it take to get that job done and sort of attacking the whole the captured devs and all that stuff that Bitcoin Cash has been pointing out absolutely forever. And he he could have just said, why didn't we raise the block size limit or something to that effect? But he deliberately said 32 megabyte blocks, which really gave it that flavor of kind of asking him, hey, are you, are you guys considering switching to Bitcoin Cash at this time? Because maybe you should. Now, of course, Eric goes into, he becomes just this stammering idiot. He's usually a pretty well-spoken guy that likes debates and stuff but he's just dead to rights here so he's kind of stuttering and doesn't really know what to say and notably they have zero reasons there's not a single they don't say technically it wouldn't be feasible they don't say it would cause node centralization they don't say the economics would work they you know, wouldn't work they don't they don't say anything like that the only reason they have is these so-called cultural and political reasons which is essentially admitting that Bitcoin Cash was right the whole time and they just have a whole crowd of idiotic laser eyes that are entrenched in their dogma and that that's what's preventing them making any progress. So they've they've pretty much done. <laughs> like, I don't know where they're going to go from here, but uh, the telegram absolutely lit up when, when we heard heard that said because it, it's just it's just capitulation it's just bitcoin cash is the real bitcoin they're just too cowardly to say it that's 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 really where we're at and i think one of the things that's also worth noting is how uh when vitalik asked then you can hear udi say yeah that's a that's a good that's a good one he says that's a good one uh are you gonna hurl some arguments eric clearly udi he doesn't have any objections he doesn't know why it is or isn't a good idea he's like the comedy uh, sidekick of the duo and then Eric's the smart gigabrain one at least in Eric and Udi's mind so if Eric changes his mind and says you know what I think we were wrong Bitcoin Cash is it Udi will fall into line instantly there's no question about that uh, and he he genuinely doesn't know what what are the answers and if they'd had any previous chats about this topic which it seems quite likely that they would have in private clearly eric uh, clearly udi didn't know what what's the actual answer is there a reason we can't be uh bitcoin cash and the the reason is just we're in this self-deluded mess of censorship and and so forth what did you make of this brian Do, is this a weave one kind of moment so like with eric and udi right if they like hypothetically if they could raise the block size to 32 right on btc with like zero pushback. Do you think yep. they would? Okay, so they would choose to do that, right? So my thing well, is I don't that, know, but that, you, hang on okay. a second. That, 
that's why this is a, this is such an interesting thing because you mm-hmm. know what they also didn't say is if Vitalik had said why don't you raise it to thirty two, Eric could have said you know maybe we should consider a two megabyte increase or something like that. Why it was just straight to thirty two. There wasn't a single yeah. bit of doubt about that either, right? Yeah, and and like, but what I'm saying is that do you think Eric and Udi deep down want the block size raise? Like if like you know if it was we had to bring out the truth in them and they didn't care about any political stuff or whatever. Like, do you think they would want race? I think, I think they would want it to be an option. I don't know if at this yeah. point they've got to the moment of realizing like, yeah, wait, we were just completely fucking wrong on everything. But I think mm-hmm. if, if you ask them like, should this actually be an option or something the community should explore? Yeah. And, they would say yes, because what they talked about in the rest of this space, there was a bunch of other stuff. But one of the things they kind of got onto was saying, oh, I'm so glad we're able to have this open conversation with Vitalik and discuss ideas and how the original Bitcoin was about uh, copying ideas that were proven on other chains. But we've kind of lost that culture. Now, obviously, if you're a regular listener to the show, this is what I've been saying the entire time about the original Bitcoin maximalism. We're going to absorb ideas from other coins. Well, they're trying to get back to that roots. Now, that culture is still alive and well on Bitcoin Cash. So I think they would at the very least want to see some debate and discussion. Maybe they're not sure that 32 megabytes is the perfect number, but I think they would definitely say we should at least strongly consider a block size increase of some kind for sure. And the thing is this, do you think that like with the motivation of this particular space that like Eric and Udi knew having Vitalik come on was going to suggest that whether it was 30 to eight, whatever, that he was going to at some point suggest, you know, the raise, you know, raise the block size. And then Eric and Udi, you know, they could put on their like, well, Eric says, hey, you know, whatever he said, and, and they talk about political and the whole motivation around it was, listen, what we're going to get on audio, you know, with Twitter spaces is Vitalik Buterin suggesting <laughs> a, a raise of size, right? And then us getting the message to the rest of the BTC community that, hey, the only reason we're not doing this is because it's political. There's no other reason why. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's, I'm just throwing that out there if that's a, you think, a possibility. I, d- I think... I. I think that's one reading of events. Like, I don't think it's entirely off the mark, but I also don't think it was planned to land Mm -hmm. in that way. I do Mm -hmm. think that they deliberately, and they said themselves that the whole point of getting Vitalik was to sort of open the discussion and get a bit more back to the roots of Bitcoin and learn from other coins. That, That was all true, but I don't think they were trying to sort of fish, fish him out to give a block size. Yeah increased pitch to them and the reason is because they were so there was so much trepidation in that first 50 minutes and after this little clip as well in the rest of the the talk there's so much like talking around the point of trying to be like they they don't want to just say the words like bitcoin cash is the real bitcoin <laughs> yeah. that would have just that, that was going to be the end of everything and vitalik mm-hmm. is not uh direct enough that they really like he was not you know they can't be like okay we're gonna look Bitcoin Cash podcast has been roasting the shit out of us. Let's hash it out on spaces, right? They can't do that because I'll just blow them to smithereens, like straight up. Like, guys, what are you doing? What are all these lies? What's all this cognitive dissonance? Boom. If they did that with three and a half thousand people uh, listening live, it would just be mm-hmm. game over. They'll get wiped It'd out. Over, yeah. so they did it with 
they did it with Vitalik and that was fine, but they were still kind of talking around it. And it, it was kind of like, what are we going to do? Uh, what about the base layer? What about these other layer twos? What about plasma? What about uh, ZK snarks? Like, can we do this? Can we do that? So they were, there was a chance that this didn't happen, you know, going into the space. I said, maybe there's a 10 or 20% chance at the most, probably that Bitcoin cash gets mentioned. And it did get mentioned later, subsequent to this in a different sort of context, but this was the main, they did hit on it. Vitalik did slide it in there to change the Overton windows. But so yeah, to answer your question, I think they were trying to broaden the discussion, but I think they were a little bit scared that it would get a little bit out of hand. And in the end, it got a little bit out of hand, but not too much, basically. And, and that's what I'm saying though, is that just like you said, it would get out of hand, but they got it out there. You know what I mean? They got, at least, you know, they, they threw, they got the topic out there and then, Hey, keep it short and move on. But Hey, yeah. now, now maybe, Hey, people, you know, the BTC community is processing it like with their motivation, like, yeah, maybe we should do a block size raise or whatever. But like you said in the past, they're not built for that. Cause there's too many, you know, communities that ain't, that aren't going to allow that. But at some point, you have to, right? Like it, yes. you, would, you would have to, but like the communities are so split that it's going to be a mess where, you know, the Bitcoin cash community, that's basically, you know, it's just everyone's united and building whatever and just waiting for that moment. Right. So yeah, that's right. I mean, there's going to be a, there's going to be a collapse moment at some point mm-hmm. where, because what's going to happen is it's going to play out slowly. Like where Eric and Udi are, Kind of like we got to change Bitcoin culture, everybody. Maybe we need to put block size increases back on the table. But they, they like you say, they've got to try to do a massage, it, do a bit delicately, a bit indirect. Like they can't just. It's seemingly they could honestly, but they, it sounds like they don't have the balls to. They they can't just get in there and just say, okay, guys, Bitcoin Cash is right. Fuck it. If it was me, if I, obviously if it was me, I would just immediately like convert to Bitcoin Cash and because they they could actually cause of flipping themselves mm-hmm. just about if they really were going hard on it if they were kind of like no screw you guys bitcoin cash we're jumping on that train we're going to bring the wizard army to resurrect bitcoin cashers however they want to spin it because they're going to want to spin it some way that they were the heroes that came to save everyone right and that won't be at all true but if they if they want to massage their own egos in that way then they can and it suits our purpose anyway right but so i think they could do that right but in, in the yep. absence of that, obviously what they got to do is try and slowly work their way into, yeah, you know, maybe Bitcoin Cash had some good ideas or things have changed. Nothing's changed, but they can spin it that way. And now we need to slowly get this going. But that's going to be too slow, right? If they're trying to sort of slowly lead the horse to water over the next year or year and a half while Bitcoin Cash is popping off and while things continue to stagnate and everyone loses interest in BTC. Maybe the next bull run doesn't give them as much market cap as they were hoping for. And then at some point, BCH is just going to be looking better and better. People are already like slowly, you know, are nervously shifting their feet and probably buying a little stash. At some point, the real question is, do you think Eric and Udi have some Bitcoin cash yet? Because I'd say they probably sold theirs off uh, from Mm -hmm. the fork. So the question now is, do, do they buy back in? Because as soon as they buy a little bit, that's the whole economic incentives of Bitcoin, suddenly it's in their best interest to cause a flipping. They can, you know, 10 or 100x their stash or a portion of their stash if they put it in BCH and then get everyone hyped for a flipping. So as soon as they buy some, they've admitted to themselves that they're going to join, you know, join us on the rise of global reserve currency kind of vibe. Would you say they've bought some yet? Or is that still too scary 
and obviously they would have to kind of keep that to themselves. Right. You know what I mean? If they did, but yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, just as like, because, you know, obviously, I mean, it's not going to cost much now. It just has insurance, whatever. I would say, I would say, yes, they would have, they have some, you know what I mean? Like I don't know much, but I would say just as like an insurance policy on their part. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I would, if, if pressed, I'm probably voting. I, I don't think so until this space. I yeah. think maybe they had this yeah. space. And then after the call, they got on Udi and Eric's little yeah. DM chat. And it was like, shit, son, I'm going to yeah. buy like a couple hundred BCH. Maybe. What do you think? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Let's just put that one in the back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I said, why I think they um, possibly thought that Vitalik would mention that is didn't Vitalik mention that on what the Lex Freeman did you ever see him on that podcast? Yeah, yeah. Did he mention like, when they were talking about that that he was like in favor of like something in the middle or something like that? Like as far as blocks, right? I mean, and so that's why I, you know, came up with that maybe Vitalik would bring the block size increase just off of that. So well they had yeah, yeah they definitely had to know that it was it was possible mm-hmm. and one of the things yeah, he said on that Lex Friedman one was he said, basically, I was always a medium blocker, which is, of yeah. course, the whole Bitcoin cash thing. Obviously, it was small and big mm-hmm. blockers, but then you have the BSV nut job like gigamegs thing. That's the that's the overly big blocks. But the when it, so Vitalik is just a smart engineer. So he's of course, he would for the BCH is just the conservative, but, uh, you know, within reason scaling. Right. That's just the obvious thing to do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he was a pretty he was a pretty safe bet to get on in that regard. Hashmob Media says if BTC did thirty two Moogle Black blocks in any way, even slowly, all forks would die. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, uh, uh, like, I just can't see how are they going to get a thirty two megabytes in there because you got to remember they not only need to fix the specific change of getting to 32 megabytes, which would be so controversial that it would almost certainly cause another chain split. And then the people on that smaller chain split would be like, wait, we should just join Bitcoin Cash. And then that would cause a flippening, right? So there's there's that element to it, but they don't even need to agree on 32 megabytes. They need to agree on how they agree on 32 megabytes, right? We have the chip process, we've done it, everybody's figured it out. There was the BSV and XCC fork wars and everybody got uh, you know to this certain point together the bdc community don't have that in 2017 segwit just kind of messily got in then taproot had speedy trial which they were like this is great but also we can't make it standard and now they're just in limbo as to how anybody does anything so not only is the actual change going to be controversial but who decides the change and how or why is also going to be controversial so i just see that they're just Miles, I mean, Hashmob Media agrees, says they won't do it, though. Yeah, they won't. But I, I can't see it. I can't see it. And that's why he said it's political. You know, I mean, it, it, it's true. You know what I mean? Just everything you said, because it, it would be a mess with, you know, all the different opinions and sides and whatnot. But yeah, no, I'm with you. It's a mess. But I guess we just <laughs> wait and find out and see what happens, right? <laughs> well, all we need to do, uh, and that's the beautiful thing about it, our position mm-hmm. is very clear. All we have to do is just keep crushing it. And all that does is raise mm-hmm. the incentives for people to switch over. And it's the more people switch, the more people are going to switch. That's how it's going to work. Word is going to get out. Like the, the news story is already breaking. It's already in the stage of like every, everybody knew Bitcoin Cash was better, but they just couldn't say it. And now everybody can kind of reference it a bit 
And now we're just waiting for it to get to the stage that everybody's like openly saying, guys, isn't Bitcoin cash just the better Bitcoin? And then the stage after that will be, oh, oh shit. Like, did you yeah. see so-and-so has defected? What are we going to do now, guys? And as soon as you have one open defected, it's game over because then everybody else is going to have to get their little stash in too. And then as soon as they do, the price starts right. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. We hit the flipping. That's that's it. We're maybe kind I mean, of imagine, than like, imagine if like that one whoever developer from BTC just one day says, you know what? I can't do it on here. And just goes to BCH. Yes. Right? Like, I mean, you would almost say that that's like... That would be a big moment, you know, as far as maybe getting things really moving here. But I could see that happening at some point, right? I mean, just all it takes is one, you know what I mean? And then maybe someone follows and who knows where we go from there. That's exa- you're exactly right. All it takes is yeah. one. And that's that's what we're seeing here. Obviously, we've charted it. This whole uh, process on this show. Yeah. Uh, discussed and predicted at every stage exactly what was going to happen. And then mm-hmm. it's happened. Well, that's it. The next stage, you're right, is just going to be some kind of uh, saying the quiet part out loud. That's starting to happen here, but it's there's going to be the next one. And, did you, be. and like I said, did you see that meme I sent you? Uh, which one was that? It, but it was it was one like so basically going back to Game of Thrones, you know, had the Septa Baylor, you know, like where oh, yeah. they had, you know, I put the BTC symbol there, yeah. and then underneath the wildfire, you know, what I mean, where BCH, it's just just a moment to just light that up and wrap, you know, so. Exactly. Exactly. One thing. Well, speaking of memes, I guess we got meme of the week. Uh, that was a good one. But my meme of the week was uh, Brandon Driver made this one of uh, Vitalik. And it's the two panels. The first panel is Vitalik's head saying, why not increase the block size to 32 megabytes? And then the second one, he's saying it again. Uh, in all caps, why not increase the block size to 32 megabytes wizard, <laughs> except his head is on top of a goose and the goose is just chasing down this guy who's running away, which has yeah. the Bitcoin BDC logo on it. This is just this meme format of like somebody who's kind of fearsome enough to really get you get you mm-hmm. scared. <laughs> and that's what's happening. He's not, he's just pecking away at him there. Like he's not, it's not all out war. He's not coming in with a bazooka or anything, but it's just, just getting in there <laughs> just getting there yeah uh, yeah dude, that's funny but yeah like i said we'll see what happens there it it would be nice if Vitalik, if he starts like really giving his opinion up. a little more and more about that but it's a start you gotta start somewhere so we'll consider this yeah. the beginning here that's right but i don't think i think he's he sort of played his role it was almost a genius mm-hmm. move by him to just i wonder how premeditated that was there seems like there's got to be an element of he you know i could see him sitting there beforehand knowing he's going to do this interview thinking you know what maybe i'll just maybe just sneak it in there you know because he's he's already good he's already got his clout he's got his money he's hanging out doing alternative living projects and having a good life like all power to you vitalik that's amazing but deep in his heart he's still he's still a bitcoiner and he's still like this I want this to work. So if I can just tilt the scales just a little bit, you know, it's just that little thumb on the scale, just gonna move it a little bit. And what everybody needs to understand is that this same process of Vitalik is replicated across the entire industry. So we're not gonna see it in those exact ways. But you know, maybe Brian Armstrong has a similar moment where at Coinbase, he's like, 
you know what, guys, let's just let's just throw Bitcoin Cash on the homepage just just for a couple of days, you know, just let's let's just throw it in there. Let's get a bit yeah. of discussion going. And maybe the the bid pay guys are like, you know what, let's do let's announce a feature on whatever, you know. I don't know about CZ. I don't know whether he would do something like that, but just across the industry, you have so many people who were there in the fork who knew all the drama, they know everything that goes on, and they still kind of have a soft spot for Bitcoin Cash. And they're just embedded everywhere. So if the vibe gets rolling, it'll get more rolling, basically, is what I'm saying. And it's big that Bitcoin Cash is part of this, you know, big four that is showing up on all these like like non-crypto entities, whatever. Yeah. You know, as long as they keep doing that, just keep showing up, showing up. You know, I mean, that's, that's all it's all about. So we'll exactly. see. Water wears away the stone. So separately to that, I also have recently been reading up a bit more on Ethereum because I like to keep an eye on what's the latest going on there. And it just ties in nicely with having Vitalik uh, making these these comments to the Taproot Wizards. But it seems to me, and of course, this is just my opinion. Uh, I did actually, I've said on this show before, I have some ETH. I actually just got rid of that. I got. I just switched it into BCH because one, I was thinking like, what do I even need this ETH for? Like, I'm not using it. Screw that. And secondly, I also had a bit of look at this stuff and I'm not convinced it's really going in the in the right direction. So the big thing that they're talking about in the moment is called restaking uh, with this guy has made this company in this protocol or whatever called Eigenlayer, which lets them do this restaking. I don't, I couldn't really figure out whether they're already doing it or whether it's sort of proposed pending some development or updates, but I think it's, I think it's might be live already. What it is, is basically drive chains for proof of stake. So it's, you can throw your ETH into staking on Ethereum, which is getting you yield for securing the protocol. But then on top of that, you can sort of double down and also opt your ETH into, well, I'm going to stake on the main chain, but I'm also going to stake this side chain. I'm also going to stake these multiple side chains even. So you're essentially able to just dial up how much risk you want to take across all these different chains in order to get extra yield by by backing it with your ETH as a sort of bond. And this is, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of all this because it just seems like a disaster waiting to happen in terms of the ETH is already kind of centralizing a bit in terms of the proof of stake. And then what's going to happen is everybody's going to be like, crank me up to the max yield, bro. Like nobody's really going to take any notice of the, the risks like it says okay this could be risky but people will do it for a couple of days and then think what well, i'm just missing out on free money why not why not just crank it mm -hmm. up and then a lot of people will crank it up and it'll be all going smooth for six months or something until one of those little side chains gets hacked or has a problem and then boom it'll be a disaster and then they'll be in the dow incident all over again except about 100 times worse uh, because the community is so much bigger and so much more spread about and the stakes are so much higher now. So uh, good pun. Yes, the stakes will be higher in both cases. So I, I, I'm I'm skeptical. I don't know. What do you what do you make of this? Actually, let's, yeah. first, we got to play this. Yeah, clip. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's let's play this clip. So we got Justin Drake yeah, here yep. talking about Eigenlayer and he made some <laughs> quite interesting comments jet so let's just let's just play that and then another kind go. of question that I, i've been wondering oh, is what is the value of of decentralization uh, because there is one possible 
a scenario which is that we lose decentralization with restaking, but it doesn't it doesn't actually matter. And maybe decentralization is is only a bootstrapping mechanism to gain credible neutrality up until the point where we basically have technology, we have systems that um, don't rely so much on, on decentralization of the operators specifically. We still need decentralization of, of the nodes, uh, but if the, oper if the operators are basically handcuffed, you know, they can't do censorship because we have inclusion lists um, and they can't do any of the other bad stuff, um, then, uh, then, then maybe we, we only need decentralization for, for the memes because it, it kind of looks good. But once we've won, you know, once Ethereum is a $100 trillion settlement layer for the intent of value, then, then, then maybe the value of decentralization goes down a little bit. Thanks. Uh, Sriram, want to close us off? Yeah, no, I think we're, I'm really glad that we're having these uh, discussions in understanding what the constraints and the contours around <laughs> systems so you've got, that can you've be. You've got here, yeah, it's, but, even, it's even more of a mess, really, with this guy, Justin Drake. If everyone in crypto, i got to say, I'm not really a fan of this guy. <laughs> I'm very glad he's in the ETH community, not the BCH community, but he's always giving these just takes where he has so many ideas that are so like head in the sky ahead of like what the reality is where okay we've built a new thing or whatever and now we can just kind of throw out the, the foundations he's always shilling this weird stats that prove prove in his mind that uh, eth security is 20x higher than btc which i don't know how he calculated that but he just had some weird reasoning and when he's saying this I think you can see Vitalik's face, his eyebrows kind of go up and he's sort of like, wait, are we really saying this? And a couple of the other people on the call are also looking a bit like, dude, what? what? We're just going to throw out decentralization? What are you talking about? And then right at the end, after he finishes speaking, you can see he takes a bit of a deep breath and then sort of gives himself a bit of a head nod where he's like, it's like he's had one of those moments like, oh, I was a bit bit nervous about saying that out loud but i got it out there got it off my chest it all went fine yeah i did it man <laughs> and it's like okay the the whole narrative's falling apart a bit where we're getting a lot of btc maxi type of vibes here with once we've won and we're a hundred trillion dollar mm -hmm. assets we won't need decentralization anymore so yeah what do you what do you make of all this did uh, is is this the podcast that uh, Vitalik recently said that he wouldn't stake. Like, I know he's recently said yeah. something that you know, what I'm talking is, is this the one? Like, is this where he said it on this one, or was it something else? No, no, I don't, I don't think it was. It might have been this one, but there's been a couple, obviously. But he did uh, say that uh, recently, right? Yeah, like, he did, I'm not yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, he okay. said like it, it, it was a bit risky and he wasn't going to put all his yeah. cash in there and like whatever. And and yeah, it was on Bankless at but, some time, but the thing is. Well, what else you need to know? <laughs> like if Vitalik is telling you that it's risky and that like, did he say like, I don't know if he would do it or what? Well, I don't know his exact words. He said like, something along the lines yeah. of he would only put in a bit. Like he was not going to put his yeah. like, whole stash in there. Oh, yeah. But like, what What else you need? If Vitalik is telling you that, I mean, what else you, what else you want to hear? You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, all right I, I got you. I ain't get a state. So I don't know. You know, like I said, that whole, you know, a little above my pay grade here, but I look for motivations. I mean, that's that's one thing I I would consider uh, with Vitalik saying that it would make me nervous. You know what I mean? And if they don't have the staking, right, then what do they have? Yeah. I don't know. So. 
Well, that's yeah. what Justin Drake said as well. There's also a clip, I think it's about two years old, but he also has said in the past, like that he didn't want to he didn't want to get too heavy on the stake. He might have changed his opinion now, but at the time mm-hmm. he said that. And he said, uh, they said, why well, why not? Like, what's the problem? Like, you're the one shilling it, you're the one devving it for the ETH ecosystem and all that. Why wouldn't you do that? And he said, Well, you know, the thing about being one of the devs is you kind of get to see how the sausage is made. <laughs> yeah. And so then he was like, I'm I'm seeing how this is all a bit rusty in the engine. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to put my cash on the line, or at least not a big chunk of it. And Vitalik kind of saying the same thing. And this whole restaking stuff, it just, to me, it's like you said about the BCH community being consistent. I like that. We've got a game plan. Obviously, the, the specifics are changed in terms of, okay, now we've got cash tokens, for instance, right? But even in the original plan, nobody nobody ever would have thought that was the wrong thing to do. Everyone's like, we're just going to make a cash system, and we're going to obviously upgrade and make it more powerful. That's always been the thing. But in Ethereum, the vibe I always get is it's the opposite problem to BDC. In BDC, they never change anything, and that's bad because eventually time just makes you obsolete. In Ethereum, they change things kind of for the sake of changing things they have one problem so they band-aid in a fix and then that has another problem so then they need another fix like they needed mev and then they needed ultrasound money and then they needed burn and then now they've got that stuff and now that's like restaking has kind of come in there and they're not really sure what's going on with that but kind of we should just get it in there and mm-hmm. then We'll have some other chains, but then they might have problems. But then we've got a layer twos. That's just like it's just all a bit of a spaghetti. And I, I'll tell you, I mean, obviously it would probably be hard to get, but like you to get someone on here that who's an Ethereum like maximalist, you know what I mean? Who's in the discuss and let's hear that person like their points, you know, as far as like what's going on there, and then you know you can get to the high level technical. T- I think that would be a great you know, discussion point there. I would love to hear, you know, what they have to say on that. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I'd be a little nervous, you know, (laughs) being, being, yeah, about staking for sure. (laughs) Uh, We've also got uh, somewhere in there as well, Justin Bonds, who was not in this discussion, but he has been popping off on Twitter recently uh, saying, Ethereum's going in the wrong direction. They've gone on to this whole uh, layer two's plan and there's been this big narrative shift in ETH which nobody really anticipated it kind of quietly happened where once upon a time they were going to make 64 chains and that was going to be sharding but now that's now that's done there's no more of these 64 chains that's all been wiped clean and nobody was ever really informed of that it just somehow or another happened and now they've got the beacon chain and now it's all in on ROPs and layer twos it's all polygon and optimism and now this eigen layer apparently that's the game plan now and i just i just know through watching videos over the years like too is like you know hey each gonna go from proof of work to staking right and this is going to solve all the gas issues and all that. You know what I mean? And finally we get there and it's like, it just seems like it's the same thing still, right? As far as like <laughs> what the price is and not. But, and then they're like, well, then after that, then for the first time we get hit, well, there's this five-year plan and they're going to, you, you got to do this. And then, you know, we're going to get that. Like I said, that's for the high level talk. By the year 2030, we should have the gas prices down. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, I don't know what's going on there, but I just know, I just heard for years that like when they went to prove a stake that there would be like 
no more gas fees or they would be super low or whatever. But that's obviously not the the case, right? Jeff's Jeff's dying of laughter yeah. over here. I think I think you're just kind is of that accurate though. I mean, it might, no, it yeah. is. It is. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's yeah. not it's the only I, mm-hmm. I mean I, I think to just to steel man their case right to to give them a little bit of credit there was certainly some people that said okay guys proof of stake is not about fixing the fees but but you're right that even though that wasn't exactly what they said it's kind of what everyone heard and that was what not the main people but all the surrounding people like you're saying all these YouTube channels and everything they were like mm-hmm. guys the proof of stake it's going to fix the fees and all that why did they say that well because fees was obviously the problem and so it's like well obviously if they're working on a solution it's got to be the solution to the problem that everyone's having why would you make a solution to a problem that nobody was fucking having which is what they were doing so it's it's uh, messed up on both hands it's like on one hand the users are having a problem and nobody's addressing it and then on the other hand the devs are working on stuff but it's like their own fantasy land problems not the actual problems that they use it. This is classic in any tech company. You know, you get this is like where you chat's dying over here. This is exactly what's going wrong. You've got the users screaming about the house burning down, and you've got the devs in the kitchen, like worried about whether their Pavlova's like coming out on time. You know, it's like, guys, we need to get the fucking buckets of water into the living room and just put out these flames, but there's just too much mess going on you know you got a product manager in the middle screaming away and yeah it's all just but do you see now why just going over these last two stories when i say consistency like we've all you know i mean like just with these two little stories you see how inconsistent you know the narratives and whatnot and this yeah you know what i mean so yeah there's two (laughs) examples right there you know what i mean (laughs) about inconsistencies with other stuff so yeah Right. Well, I, I certainly think maybe we need to maybe we need to lean into that somehow. Maybe you're right. Maybe it needs to be Bitcoin Cash is consistent or consistently cash. I could see that as being kind of a, a catchy slogan, yeah. like Bitcoin consistently cash BCH. Bitcoin consistently. I don't know how we work that H in there. But well, to get the marketing yeah. department, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. We'll let them work on it. Yeah, yeah. So. You guys just keep building and putting the podcast out. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. And that's, that's really what it is, is that I think the average person, they, they, they pick up on this stuff, you know, they, because that's the nature of the information being quite diffuse across the space that nobody really knows what's going on. And even in the broader world, you know, people confused, what is Bitcoin? Is it going to go away? All that stuff we've already, you know, addressed a thousand times. Well, that, what that means is that, you can't rely on too many different things getting through, right? Only the very, very basics are going to get through. And that's why BCH is just, it's cash. Boom. Like if you got that, that that's all we need you to get. We don't need uh, a thousand other things. And if you, the less you're changing those core messages, the more likely it eventually gets to everyone, right? Because if you're changing it, then it's just even more layers of confusion. Everyone go in different directions. So yeah, I think we're doing, I think we're doing all right on that front. All right, so Kim.com has landed Cash Rain, which was been in closed private beta for quite a while, probably at least six months. I don't know exactly how long, uh, but it's been a while. We've covered it all in this show, obviously, but it's now open to the public as of this week. It's going out to everyone. If you haven't given it a try yet, you can go, you can sign up. And Kim has been 
chilling it a bit on Twitter and making some somewhat big hype announcements around it. He said that he's going to be partnering with influencers to make it happen. And he also had this tweet, when cashrain.com reaches critical mass with 100,000 active communities, Cashrain will change the life of a random user every week with a $100,000 payout and every month with a $1 million payout. That's right, making a millionaire every month. So, I mean, I see that as thinking 100,000 active communities, that's a lot. I don't know how exactly he's defining active, but right now that you know, you could say maybe there's like five. There's me, there's Bitcoin Cash TV, there's Kim's one where he throws in some money, maybe there's a couple others, right? And then there's a lot of like spammers and shillers and people that are spamming one cent to a thousand people. You know, obviously he's gonna maybe just gonna say that doesn't count. So in terms of real communities, by the time Cash Rain is at a hundred thousand communities, that might be like we're already a global reserve currency or <laughs> like rapidly getting mm-hmm. there. So when Kim's promising that he's gonna just be throwing out millions to everybody who sees it. I mean, that's undoubtedly based on the fact that he's like, I've got a big stash of BCH. And once it's kicking off to that degree, money won't even be a problem for me. I think that's kind of what's going on there, but it's still pretty, pretty hype. I don't know if it's ever going to really deliver like that, but seems cool. What's your take on the whole cash rain setup? So people donate, right? Like Bitcoin cash to whatever, like, so it's uh, just yeah, yeah so it's it's kind of this paid marketing sort of scheme so that like i did one on the next slide we're going to talk about i did a example tweet for it so what how it works is you have a tweet so i have a tweet i want to get it out to more people what i do is i put in the tweet then i attach some bch onto it so i did 50 dollars of usd and then over the next x period of time i think i set mine to six hours everybody who gets in there and likes and retweets that tweet then gets a sort of a lottery ticket into that $50. And then at the end of the time, it splits it up and it sends out. So a lot of people get some money because you get one guy gets $10 and then one guy gets $5 and then a few people get $2 and then a bunch of people get 10 cents. And what determines that? Down, right? What determines what do you like mean, that? What determines- like, like what determines like, hey, this, this person gets $10, this person gets five, you know what I mean? This well, it's just random. Too, so that it's just so the random. people who get it is just random from everybody who gets into it. So it's kind of a lottery yeah. system. But you can get more chance by following all of the social media. So if somebody just follows me on Twitter, then they have like one lottery ticket in the lottery. But then if they also follow me on YouTube, now they have two lottery tickets. And if they also follow me on Instagram, then they have three lottery tickets. And so in that way, it encourages people to get onto all your different social medias and obviously boost up your numbers, right? So that's that's kind of how it works from the platform. Using the, the desire the of gambling, yeah. To, exactly. You know, that's to win right. BCH, and then they, they're forced to open an address or like a wallet. And yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, now how, this has been going on for some time. Has it been successful? Has anyone measured anything? Have you followed the wallets that like, you know, one, you know, has there been like new ones that like, hey, this person's now using BCH. I, you know what I mean? I'm asking, like, has it been successful? Well, we've, got, we've got some visibility in the sense that yeah. when it first launched, it it did make a bit of an impact. Like a lot of people yeah. were interested and excited about it. But also sort of by the nature of the system, it's attracting a lot of people who are in, you know, some poor part of the world, unfortunately. Yeah. And they're just trying to get their like five or 10 cents. We literally had one in the Twitch chat <laughs> just before who came in and said, 
hey, how do I earn some BCH? And kind of what is the value here? And we're just saying to them, this is a podcast, listen in, you get some high quality information. It's actually going to be worth a lot more to them than the five or 10 cents of BCH that they're hoping to pick up on. But, uh, you know, people are just driven by those short, very tangible incentives, because maybe if they can get enough of these five cent tips where they live, that's like, you know, a couple meals or something like that. You know, who knows yeah. what the scenario is of, of different people. So to actually test this out, like you're saying, to find out how effective it is, especially because I've used it in beta, but I thought, okay, this is a real release. Let's see how it is. I did a little experiment. Now, this is not the world's most scientifically valid uh, thing, but just as an anecdote to give the listeners an idea. So last night I put out a tweet and this is what the tweet said, although the tweet content doesn't matter for the thing, but I thought it was a good tweet. Tweet said, BCH ships flawless upgrade at cash tokens. DeFi and wallet ecosystem improving daily. Social media skyrockets. Gains 15 market cap ranks. Hash rate surges. Haters, let me tell you all the reasons this cannot be happening and can't work. Ruffle. So I put this out uh, last night. And in the first 12 hours that it was this tweet was live, it got 1,825 views, 19 retweets, one quote tweet, and 76 likes. So that was probably about average for the current uh, clout that my Twitter page has. Now, to compare this with the cash rain, I then cash rained it six hours ago so that we'd have enough uh, time to get it in before the show started. And now, after that, it has 4,818 views. So it's gained about 150% extra views, 745 retweets. So from 19 to 745, still one quote tweet and 807 likes from the 76. So essentially yeah. 720 people came in and retweeted it, which boosted up the views about two and a half thousand. And also most of those 700 people also liked the tweet. So I gained about 200 Twitter followers that, obviously thought, okay, this is kind of interesting, and 50 YouTube subs. So it does make an impact. Like, obviously, there's a big difference between 1,800 views and nearly 5,000 views. But on the other hand, if you get 700 retweets, usually that's like a mega tweet. That's taking over the whole of Twitter. Yeah. Right? So these are fairly low engagement kind of retweets and, and accounts that you're getting, whether they're bots or just people in small with small circles of influence who are obviously looking for their five cents of BCH, that that's kind of up to your judgment, I guess. Yeah. And Kim.com, he's doing one where it's paying out a hundred K every week. Well, that was, that's once it gets to a hundred thousand active communities, that's what he yeah. promised. Right. So it, it really comes down to how, what is an active community? If an active community was somebody needed to be making a cash rain, let's say of at least a thousand dollars, every week mm -hmm. well then that would be you know so much because then that means a hundred thousand people doing a thousand you know that's like whatever a hundred mil uh every you know every month in in cash that's loads but maybe he says okay well what if active community is somebody who's got at least fifty thousand uh followers on there or you know, no, no, it just depends how, how you slice it so i wouldn't expect those rewards and incentives to be coming in soon but clearly he's hyped for it to go very big, basically, is the message. And he needs 100K active communities. Before he's going to be dishing out this before, okay. Yeah. How, now, how, how far along are we? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Nobody knows. Yeah. Like, let, let's, well, let's have no a look one, how many oh, yeah. we've got now. Let's have a, let's have a quick look. Let's get the, 
the live numbers. But I think there's something like, let me let me see. Introducing Cash Rain EXP system. Okay, they've just upgraded that. That's pretty cool. Okay, so right now there's 25 active cash rains. So as okay. compared to a hundred thousand where miles and miles uh yeah, okay. I got you. So like we're just beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And it also depends on his communities. I don't know how many communities there is here and what uh what that entails, but like a lot of the communities, right? 99% of them, we've got some here. We got Bitcoin Cash Venezuela, four members, Emma Fam, two members, Vid Vidly community, two members, New Zealand, three members, Fiat Exodus, 79 members. Right. So people just create these communities because they're free and then they get one or two subscribers, their mate or somebody who just randomly clicks on it. And then that's that's kind of it. So there's going to be a lot of spam on this system, essentially. But the idea is that even if there's a lot of spam, some percentage of it gets through, right? Yeah. Uh, and it still makes an impact. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not too familiar with all this, but hey, if, uh, you know, you always mix in gambling, you know, that desire to try and win whatever. Jet. Yeah. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang you on, know. Jet. Yep. Is your oh no that's my oh, sorry sorry my uh, my sound came on it wasn't yet all right sorry oh, okay. go on no I'm just saying like you know obviously I'm not well versed with the cash frame but you know I kind of get the point and I guess when you mix in you know gambling whatever it gets people like, hey I could win whatever yeah hey whatever promotes you know get people more people on BCH let's do it Pantera so. Pantera says in the chat there's 50 communities that reigned more than one BCH okay so that's that's not uh, such a bad metric. If you made it one BCH minimum to consider it active, then mm -hmm. 50, we're what, 200x away from hitting Kim's target. Is my maths right there? Yeah, 200x, right? So that uh, that would be kind of a, a long way away. But the, the potential is clearly here for this to be quite viral because if it can get out of this actual sort of people begging for five cents, and it can actually get onto some big Twitch streamers, people with at least a few thousand people regularly tuning into their live stream at, uh, at two or three tiers above where my stream is at. Then I can see this. I can see this popping off. It's a well-designed system, and it does all work, right? Like there hasn't mm -hmm. been the network hasn't shut down, fees haven't risen. It's all been completely fine in that regard. So. Yeah, we're kind of waiting to see the it needs a it needs the right combo, right? The platform is there. Now it needs the right person to come in and really blow it up, basically. I think that's kind of where we're at with this. All right. Yeah, that just so, goes back to the just you just need that one person to get things moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. And another example right there. Exactly. It only takes one and consistency. Mm -hmm. Even this episode consistent, hitting the same themes <laughs> mm -hmm. over and over. All right. We got community comment of the week from Calio at Crypto Calio, who tweeted BCH slash BTC. It's time for the next leg higher send plus a graph that shows the BCH price raising against BTC. Now, the reason I've put this Calio in there, even though I'd never heard of them until I found out about this tweet, was that they have nearly 600,000 followers on Twitter. And this one tweet of just a price graph going up a bit got 70,000 views. And each of their different tweets is sort of similar, you know, between 20 and 200,000 views. So 
once these price charter channels start getting a bit excited about Bitcoin Cash, suddenly we're everywhere. So this is something that people aren't understanding as well too. I think that once the ball gets rolling, you don't even need everybody to really understand why or what's kind of going on. So much as if you become the trending thing that every little price trader channel, which combined have a huge amount of audience, they all just pile in and then everybody starts piling in. It doesn't matter whether or not things actually work. We've seen many coins like Dogecoin or Shiba Inu is just rocketing through the roof just because everybody's suddenly making those shitty YouTube uh, clickbait uh, thumb titles of shocked reaction faces and like to the moon and everything. So given you're actually a great person to tell us about this, given you said you were following a lot of that stuff and with the Ripple case and all of those channels, what do, you, what do you make of this? Did this recent price bump get us going a bit on those channels? And what would it take to make it the next big push of that? Well, for, as far as, you know, like the price chart here, you know how you're saying just getting the word out. Like, and listen, here's the thing. Obviously, beginning and watching for a lot, you know, the first few years, you know, hey, when you see a price chart, you're like, dude, you know, you're kind of, you know, you look and you're zoned in and whatever. Now, hey, listen, me personally today, you know, hey, Talio close to price. I'm like, all right, you know, great. Let's go. You know what I mean, sir? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to play. But I understand that, hey, getting that out there, there's a lot of people that do look at that and say, hey, you know what I mean? And maybe it gets them on. So, yeah, I get that point. You know what I mean? Um, but as far as everyone else, you know, I think, I think like this price pump, it was kind of like, you know, people just gave it that little, you know, people's el- or uh, eyebrow and like, Hey, what's going on? And, and then like, after it kind of subsided, they're like, ah, you know, Hey, it, it was due for like, you know, whatever, or, you know, like you said, it was, it's because it got listed as one of the four there. And then, you know, whatever rationalization they wanted to come up with, but no, it's not like, Oh, here, here's, here's BCH. You know what I mean? Like, here it you know what I mean? I think you'll need I, maybe the next one, you know, like as far as if they do its own pump comparable to where everyone else is kind of stationary, you might get more. But at this point, to answer your question, no, it didn't like take over the uh, the other, you know, social media. No. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't quite get there. And But I think mm-hmm. well, the way I take it, though, is that we're in quite a nice spot at the moment. We're in a nice little sweet spot because now the word got out a little bit. A few people are going to be digging into it. You know what I haven't seen is my Twitter's uh, followers have been going up quite a lot, but the podcast downloads, I was expecting them to really kick off. If the Twitter was just rocketing up back when it was like, guys, we've climbed up all these ranks and so on, but that didn't, that didn't translate. The YouTube has been getting a few more views, definitely, but the audio download feed is still still pretty quiet. When I see that really rocketing off, that's when I'll know it's starting to go truly uh, viral in in word of mouth. But I think this pump might have got a lot of people. It's now again on their radar. Like, oh, that's still around. Might be something going on there, echoing away in the back of their mind. Like you said, your story of oh, okay, so I heard about Bitcoin Cash, and then I saw it a couple times here or there, and then at some point you're like, I got to dig a bit deeper on this, mm-hmm. and we need that that process to just kick in for thousands and thousands of people at once but it seems like it's nicely prepped for that i think on i like for the audio you know like the podcast you know i can only speak for apple but 
is somehow like your thing can come up when someone puts in the search crypto. Like yours is part of that, you know, that group. You know what I mean? That's what you got to get. You know what I mean? I don't know how that happens or who decides that, but that would be big. You know, that would be bigger. But yeah, that's good. You're seeing the increase and people are getting well versed. Here's the thing. No one knows anything. You know what I mean? No one knows, (laughs) you know, block size. And you know, I mean, the math, I understand because I understand when you communicate you know, you're communicating with the 0.1% of people who understand crypto, but the mass majority, you know, they don't, they don't know what's going on. You know, they just see, you know, what they're saying on TV and, and this, and, you know, it's all BTC and Ethereum yeah. and Doge, I guess. Right. And so, yeah, they, they don't even know that, you know, BCH is a thing, you know, um, but it seems like that's starting to turn a little bit. Starting to percolate in there. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. And that's why, that's that's all that uh, has to has to happen is we get that sort of breakthrough moment and i don't know how long that's going to be it could it's kind of a gradually then suddenly so it might be mm-hmm. faster than we expect but on the other hand it just seems to have been percolating away and nobody else especially the bdc and even the ETH people they don't really seem too aware of this because once the narrative gets away from you it's gone forever, right? And I think the the BDC people, I'm amazed that they are not more cognizant of this because at least, well, I guess it's just now the ones involved weren't involved in the early days, but it was the same thing. Bitcoin was this quiet little side story that nobody knew about. You had to dig into it. Even once you were in the weeds, it was a bit unclear what was going on, all of that and all the people, it's going to die, it's going to go away, it's going to, you know, that was the narrative. But then that kind of got away from them. And now Bitcoin's just suddenly it's everywhere. It's on headlines. Everyone's accepted that that's the new way it is. And just we're never going back. If you think it's over, well, you're just wrong. See you later. Well, that same thing is happening with BCH. The momentum is just building up. Like you were saying, more of these little channels are popping up. They're doing well. My channel, Chadwick's channel, uh, you know, first mill, he gets a bit more interested again. He puts up some videos. Ray uses Bitcoin Cash. Like, that's a little community the cash token stuff that we've got going on there and all the great work that's happening there you have eric wall on this twitter space getting a bit roasted and people who are a bit in the know are like understand what's going on there right if you were somebody else you wouldn't know 32 megabytes why is he mentioning that i don't know whatever like you just take it as another 30 seconds of of the whole two hours that was the actual key key moment if you understand all the history and the context of what's being said and some people will have picked up on that okay not all of them i didn't see any other commentary on it but the ones who are deep enough to know probably aren't the ones who are going to be making a big deal about it they're just going to quietly start buying up a bit of bch and then telling their mates behind the scenes so yeah i think we're just nicely set up for a nice nice bull run next time because next time we can break into the top 10 and that can be the story that goes to all these channels bch back in the top 10 right and the thing is, everyone always, you, you, you hear, oh, they're going to get 51% attack. That's what it's right. Like, yeah. Like, if it didn't happen, like, in the last year, and, you know, now, I mean, we pretty much doubled up against BTC, right? Yeah. Like, what do people think is going to happen? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how's that going to work? You know what I mean? Like, why would there be attack? How's it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I just think it's, it's not going to happen. You know, we got, yeah. you know, we're just, we're, the momentum is just going. I think if there was ever a chance, it would have been in the last year, but exactly. yeah. And like you just said, the momentum is building and everyone's doing their thing and yeah, just keep it going. Being great. Right. We've got a section here. I've got Q and a, so I know you're always asking me a few questions. You even 
prepared some, uh, which you told me before the show was actually from people had been asking you. So maybe you wanted an answer to them or I don't know yeah. what, but give me a rundown of uh, where, where you got these questions and then just hit me with a couple and we'll just go through. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's just, it, yeah, it's, it's questions that when I try to explain to people at home, to, I don't really am not like too well versed, you know, in there. And it's just, um, and they're common. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as it's like example, can I hit you at one, right? Like the confirmations, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the confirmations. Right. And so obviously, you know, we all want them to go to their own wallet, and, you know, then you could see whatever, but when they have it, like I got, you know, a couple of friends that use the exchanges and that's how they send their BCH. But then they're like, dude, they hit me with a $6 like fee. You know what I mean? And I'm like, dude, I know I have something to do with confirmations and like the wet or the exchanges have to do that or have to use it. Um, so is that like, what is that $6 fee? Like, you know, example, like if someone's sending from Coinbase to whatever, like, that would kind of be like the question. Okay. All sense. right. Well, I think there's there's a couple of different things when it comes to exchanges. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a lot of that's why it's this is a common question, right? I've I've heard this a lot too. Is people mm-hmm. are quite confused once you go into zero confirmation, all that stuff, because when people are always saying Bitcoin Cash, it's fast and it's instant, it just works. Like you're saying, a lot of people they don't really that doesn't make sense to them because the only interaction they have is with Binance or Coinbase. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. That's the one case where it's not fast and instant and slick. Yeah. If it's peer-to-peer, it is brilliant. But if you're still in that kind of semi-custodial or fiat side of things, it's not fast and slick. But the reason isn't Bitcoin Cash. The actual network is fine. It's the legacy stuff that's all wrapped around that. Now, the exchanges are in a unique place compared to almost everyone else because even with merchants, as we see with BitPay or with the Bitcoin Cash Register app or something, they can generally get there on zero confirmation because they have a strong incentive to make it slick and fast. But the Mm -hmm. exchanges are not in that situation. And the reason is that very uniquely, unlike everybody else, they are at a high risk of double spending. If I'm going into a merchant and I'm paying $5 for my coffee, even if I had the capability, which 99.999% of people don't do, but even if I did, am I really going to ring up my minor buddy and say, hey, man, do you reckon you could just switch over your multi-million dollar like mining farm and risk losing out on you know, a day's worth of income over this five, over trying to fraud this $5 coffee, which by the way, you're going to have to do it with me live on the phone and I'm going to be outside the shop like trying mm-hmm. to make sure I'm not getting busted and like all this stuff. It's just not going to work. It's too, the economic incentives are just not there to do it. So- that's fine for the point of sale stuff. That's not fine for an exchange. Why? Because at an exchange, you could do that that kind of fraud because firstly, it's all online. But even more than that, the exchange is happening in, in real time. If I buy a uh, uh, whatever a product on Amazon, if I go on Bitgree, shout out to Bitgree, and I buy something, well, I've paid for it. And then the screen can show me success, ding, we got it. But of course, that thing is not shipping to me literally that second. They can just wait yeah. an hour before they put it in the post and send it out. So they know that the confirmations are in there. Now, with an exchange, if they were accepting zero confirmation exchanges, well, guess what? I'm a whale. So I'm going to send in my $10 million of BCH, send that in. 
uh, switch it over into Dogecoin, withdraw my $10 million of Dogecoin. And as soon as I see the Dogecoin transaction on its way out, now I ring up my miner buddy and say, hey, man, let's revert this uh, transaction for 10 mil. And suddenly we've got 20 mil <laughs> because we got the 10 mil in Dogecoin and we got the 10 mil yeah. BCH and the exchange is on the hook. They've been screwed over. Now, almost nobody else in the world is dealing with 10 mil of ingoing and outgoing crypto simultaneously like that, but exchanges are. So they can't fuck around with that. They have to uh, wait for the confirmations and make sure it's all good. On top of that, the exchanges are not BCH friendly in this, or they're not BCH aligned, maybe is a good way to say it, in the sense that when the merchant is accepting BCH, they want it to be slick and they want it to be good because it's their customers and their experience. And if it's a pain in the ass, they're going to get complaints. And maybe they're just not even going to accept crypto if they're not willing to do it properly. But the exchanges are not like that. The exchanges are trying to support 100 coins and every coin is upgrading on its own schedule. Some of them have their own technology. It's very confused. Who do we talk to? Who's the project lead? It's even worse for projects like Bitcoin Cash. We have multiple node implementations and all this stuff is going on at once. So all they want is the simplest system that they can put in that works across as many coins as possible. And that's why they use confirmations. Of course, Bitcoin Cash has double spend proofs and uh, we have zero, you know, reliable zero comp and stuff like that. But you can't really go and chill that to an exchange because they're going to say, man, we got 99 other coins that all have their individual quirks and this and that. And we, do, we don't have time for that. Like every coin has confirmation. So what we're going to do is just take a quick look at your hash rate, whatever that matches up to, jam in an amount of confirmations, good enough moving on. Like any second that they're engineers and their support staff and stuff are fucking around with different specific stuff for different coins it's just money that they're throwing down the drain from their perspective so the only way for us to fix that is to get bitcoin cash to where it's you know the number one coin that's being used and then it'll have enough clout and enough users that they'll go deep and fix those specific bch cases because it'll be worth it but until that time we just kind of got to put up with it and that's the thing because a lot of people you know i would say a majority of people are Using just the exchanges, you know what I mean. Like, there's a small percentage of self custody. You know what I mean. Obviously, you know, obviously, if you're on the Twitter and you, you know, pretty much anyone watching the show is probably using self custody. But we're far from the majority. You know what I mean. And so, like, yeah, that's the. Fr- I mean, I get all that now, but it that's the frustrating part. Is like, you know, my buddy sends it from you know Coinbase to wherever. He's like. Dude, it takes six hours and, you know, six and you know what I mean? Like they don't get to like experience like what it really is. And um, I don't know how you, I mean, I guess, yeah, you just have to get number one or whatever. Yeah. It's just an education thing. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. sort of one part of it. One other thing I want to briefly mention as well is that sometimes some of the exchanges charge way more in fees. Like you asked about the fees as well too. Yeah. than they need to for BCH. And the reason is, actually probably that the same as i said before they don't want to touch things for specific chains so they probably just set the fee rate for btc which they know has to be high because otherwise their coins are going to get blocked and delayed and they've never realized like let's just set it (laughs) set it lower on bch like it'll still work so they probably just use the same code just spits out a number he didn't mention the bch fee was more really god yeah yeah, so that's what, and that's, but that's what I'm saying. That's why, you know what I mean? Like this question here, that's what, you know, and yeah, yo, I, I hear you. But yeah, the, answer, the answer really 
to fix this problem is going to be having stuff that is so compelling that you can only get with self-custody was. And that's what we're starting to see. That's why like cash rain mm-hmm. is huge because yeah. that route that routes people around all of that bullshit with the exchange because mm-hmm. then they're just getting it native. They can't put in their little uh, custodial exchange. Well, it's not going to work for them. They have to use a self-custody one. BCH bull is the same thing. As soon as we've got some slightly slicker integrations of that, like into Selene, you know, it's in Paytaka, like that kind of thing starts to catch on. People will be like, wait, this is way better than anything else I can get anywhere else, but you'll have to be self-custodied. And then suddenly it will start to click like, wow, this is a lot faster and but easier. The, and so on. the thing that stinks is that, hey, you you still have to get the BCH from somewhere. And the majority, you know, is from exchanges, right? And then if even if you have the self-custody, well, you have to send it to your self-custody wallet, which means you have to go through, you know, what we were talking about, you know, to the self that's the frustrating part, you know? Um, yeah. It is no, a pain in the ass, but it's like yeah. everything else, which yeah. is that yeah. it will, it will sort of fix itself over time in the sense that I've got the, like, it's just the more P2P trade you do, mm-hmm. the more opportunities yeah, there are for people to get the, the yeah. coins directly. Yeah. And that's kind of what yeah. we need to be building up. But yeah, of course the exchanges are still going to dominate the landscape yeah. for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. And I guess hey, one more question since we're on, yeah. on time. Hey, you know how, like, you know, there's the legacy addresses and then there's the new, like, would that ever, like, is there any places where, like, hey, you better not send it to that particular address here or this one works here, or this one? Is there, could there be any issues with, like, these two different types of addresses for Bitcoin Cash? Well, the answer is yes, but it's, it's quite, uh, quite finely detailed unfortunately so it's a lot okay no 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 we'll we'll, we'll get into it though okay 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 okay. i'll walk walk through it yep uh i just need to make sure i don't yeah anything wrong yeah so the so the again sort of it's unsatisfying answer but like the last question in the end the solution will just be that everybody uses the new addresses and then yeah problem solved right and the main culprits of course are of this are yet again are the exchanges right because they don't want to upgrade they don't want to hear about this new format they wrote the code for depositing six years ago and it works and they just have forgotten about it and some bch user emails them once every year saying can you upgrade this and they put it in the 500th in their ticket backlog and forget about it right so if you use a new address or like as often as possible like for instance celine doesn't even support legacy addresses we might we might add that in at some point, but even if we do, it's going to be well hidden so that you can't stumble mm-hmm. on it somehow. You just always be using the new addresses. So wherever possible, people should be using the new addresses. And if they find places that have the legacy addresses, please just take 10 seconds of your time, file a support ticket, say, hey, guys, can you upgrade to the new Bitcoin Cash addresses and just get them thinking about it? Because it might not be your request that gets it there but it's going to be a straw that breaks the camel's back kind of thing so just the more people that are just riding in eventually they get the message and upgrade so that will solve the the message in the in the long run in the short term the thing is that btc and and bch and actually bsv but and xcc i guess maybe but kind of irrelevant uh share these legacy addresses so you can use the same address on either chain and it will work so long as you're aware of which chain that you're using right so if i give you a legacy address and say send me bitcoin your wallet will let you send btc to it but if i'm expecting bch then it's not going to show up for me and i'm going to think where is it 
or the other way around. If so, if you if you're transacting with somebody and they send you a, a BTC address, uh, a legacy address, you should really triple check with them that they understand mm-hmm. what. The, and that's what I always do. And the easiest way is to just say, "Hey, can you just get me a new address?" And if they can't do that or they don't know the difference, then you're probably better off not sending the money because once it's sent, it's sent, and that yeah. you know, that might be the end of it, right? So you're better off walking them through. Hey, man, install a BCH wallet. Or how, however you need to do it to get that transaction done, which can be a pain, but you only need to do it once, especially if it's somebody you're transacting with regularly, right? So uh, it will work on either chain, but the problem is the obviously if BTC, if you expecting BCH and you've sent BTC, or you're expecting BTC and you've sent BCH, that's not going to show up, and that's going to cause all kinds of confusion and grief. Now the very last good bit of news about this is that the because the addresses are valid on both chains, the C to the private key is valid on both chains too. So even in the case where you accidentally send on the wrong chain, if you're using a self-custodial wallet, then you should be able to still get that money back. You can you can go to a BDC wallet, you can import the same seed phrase, and it will scan through and and you'll be able to find that address and get that money back. So even in the disaster scenario that people are confused, most of the time you should be able to get that back. Now, in the case of exchanges, that's where it gets kind of squirrely because even if they have those keys, you're now going to have to go through the rigmarole of explaining to some support person who might not understand the details of this, whether they can or cannot get the funds back. Maybe they don't have access to the private keys because they're just on the support desk and they need to talk to the tech people and it's going to turn into a nightmare. So just wherever possible, just try and stick to the new uh, addresses, but in the disaster case where money does get sent somewhere that isn't, you know, uh, good, then just try and if you're the one receiving, make sure you have the seed phrase. And if you're the one sending, you're going to have to do a bit of extra work to talk them through it. And hopefully they have the seed phrase. And unfortunately, if they don't, or they've screwed it up or whatever, then the money might just be gone. So that's why it's, you know, pre- prevention is better than cure basically in that regard stay away from legacy uh, yeah that's like i got that's the point that's, that's good explanation but yeah yeah gotcha all right but yeah cool. man that's 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 uh you know what i got that man good. yeah <laughs> no, so. that, that was good i'm sure we i'm sure a lot of listeners would be having those yeah hopefully that helps you know what i mean well maybe i need to write up i've been obviously slowly adding to the faqs on the website maybe need one of them and I'll link to this uh, mm-hmm. section. A lot of those FAQs have been addressed on the show at some point in time. And I need to link into those sections too, because I'm I'm sure that will also drive, I've done that on some of them, but I need to do it on more because I'm sure it will drive a lot of traffic. People will find the FAQ article and then they'll read a bit of it and then they'll start watching the episode and then they'll get the answer, but then they'll be like, oh, this is pretty cool. And they'll listen to more and yeah. get down the rabbit hole. So I think that's, yeah, that's kind of how we got to do it. All right, we got a message to the community. You're a big listener to the show. You know how this goes. Open platform. What does the Bitcoin Cash community need to hear? Well, I'll tell you what. I know, and I know you promote, You were just talking about just right then and there. I think the thing that has to be stressed about is for our community is for people to go to your website. Like, dude, like it is crazy what you did on there. Like, dude, and, it, and these answers that you probably gave me are probably even on there that I just, you know, didn't find, but... Not yet, it, it, the Bitcoin Cash Podcast dot uh, com whatever website like you have to go and and it, there's just there's so much on there if if the answer isn't on there I'd be surprised um, and I'll tell you what if there's anything that you probably think is wrong I'm sure you could tweet here at the Bitcoin Cash Podcast and tell him where is wrong and then he'll reply and tell you 
no, no, you're wrong. You know what I mean? That will happen. So I would say that that would be my message is to get there. You know what I mean? Get to the BitcoinCashPodcast.com and um, and just learn, learn about it. it. It is not what you did with that website, though. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it has everything. It is, it so. is constantly being uh, iterated yeah. and and getting better and better. I mean, I mean, I'm always a bit aware that there's literally a bunch of articles up there that are half written mm-hmm. that I kind of just put in like a, just the sentence trails off or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm just kind of building in public. I'm just throwing up more and more as time goes on. But nobody's really called me out on that yet. <laughs> I think the traffic yeah. may be a little low or at least people who are reading it kind of understand what was going on there yeah. because nobody's written in and been like, wait, what this point doesn't even uh, finish. But some of the more uh, well yeah. well tested ones are all are all nicely done and I had a, a listener actually write in with some feedback about the Monero article that I'm going to get onto as well too. So I'm over time, I'm definitely going to work on those articles about the other coins as well too. maybe make them a bit more sort of points for and against kind of thing because I have the Litecoin people and the Monero people upset that their article doesn't accurately represent their community, which is sort of funny from my point of view because firstly, I put a giant disclaimer at the top saying, this is the Bitcoin Cash podcast. Like, you want to find out about you shilling another coin? Go fucking find their mm. podcast and find out what they had yeah. to say. But on the other hand, yeah. you know, we, we want to be amicable with them. So if if they've got some points, well, we can at least say from their point of view, this, that, or the other, and 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 do that. You know, no no need to be antagonistic about it. Basically, well, absolutely. All right, cool. So- well. I'm very, yeah, I'm very glad to hear that. That's uh, that's that's some great, uh, great message to the community and ties into our supporter appreciation. As always, thank you very much to anybody who's donated to the show. Always the best. A bit of that peer-to-peer cash action. Thank you to our patrons, Ricky and HP. Thank you to our sponsor, General Pro- Pro- General Protocols. Check out BCH Bull. Dot com and the flip starter well we've delivered our previous one promised 10 episodes delivered 10 episodes uh there will be probably a new one coming for this next batch of 10 of which this will be the the first one but uh i haven't got around to getting all that organized too so that'll be that'll be coming soon as always everybody can check out the start guide the faqs the links at bitcoincashpodcast.com you have already heard it uh, I shill it on every show for exactly that reason. And if you're new to the show, you can also check out episode 85, which I have updated to be on the front page of the website, as well as in the start guide and all of that, so that people are getting onto that because that really is just the three hours, like as many people in the world as I can get to w- sit down and watch that three hours. That's basically as close as we are to global reserve currency. So that's uh, my game plan. There, Brian. What uh, shout-outs do you want to give, and where can people find you? Um, yeah, I mean, shout out to my uh, to my nephew Aiden. He's a young Jedi with you know, <laughs> bringing him along the BCH. You know, he's been like, man, ask ask him how do I get the code on my Twitch thing or, or uh, you know, whatever he plays games on. But yeah, he's he's on his he's on his way there. Yeah, listen, if you want to follow me at Twitter at Canach C A N A T C H. I mean, I'm not going to tell you anything you, you're not going to get here, but if you want for moral support, you know what I mean? You know, United, whatever, yeah. you know, follow me and yeah, let's do this. But yeah, that's all I got. And my shout out, who am I going to shout out this week? Uh, I got to shout out Kim. He's been doing a great, great work with the cash rain and all the, all the cash rain team, really. 
anybody who's in the background there who may or may not be listening to this show, hopefully at least one or two of them are, uh, somebody on the engineering team or somebody in the support desk or like whatever. I know there's a ton of work that goes into this kind of stuff. And there was like, I think we were originally covering this show. Cash Rain was on the third episode of the podcast, if you would believe that. I imagine that it's literally the third episode of the podcast was about Kim.com, I think, or maybe the fourth episode. Jack, can you fact check that for me? Uh, but anyway, we did a very early episode, uh, which was about Kim and he'd announced this uh, cash rain and this other one, what was it called? File share or something like that. And he was going to have this K.IM token and all this other stuff. Anyway, a lot of that has washed away with time. It ended up just being BCH was the way to go, but he's delivered cash rain. And despite the skeptics that said, okay, it's not coming or it's been delayed or it's never going to work. It did get out there, but then it was in beta and that kind of stalled the momentum, but now it's fully out. You know, these things take time to cook, which I'm sure is exactly what I said on those shows. Like you've got to have patience knowing how software design works. That's just, that's just how it is, but all good things come in the end and and that's where we're at. So yeah, big shout out to everyone who's worked on that. So that one more shout, shout out or I'm sorry, Jet, one more shout out. Yeah, my other nephew, Julian, he's younger. He don't do the gaming and stuff with there, but he's also a BCH. You know, I got him with his wallet too. Fuck he yeah. wouldn't. Have, yeah. So I shout him out too. And uh, yeah, go ahead, Jet. The next generation. Uh, so episode 12 is titled censoredkim.com. No, 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 no. Earlier than that. No, Earlier. no, 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 no. Do you know the title yes. of it? It would be episode four or uh, episode three. Literally just check those two. Let me. I'll episode look it up four was the one, the first one that I you was were on. on. Yeah. That was the second one that you were on. You were also on episode two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Let me, let me, let me, let me just scroll back in the history a little bit. Let's, let's take a look at this. I'm sure this is, this is, this is the deep lore right here. We mentioned Kim.com. Here it is. It's even in the fucking, it's in the, it's in the thumbnail, dude. Episode number four. Community debate and Bitcoin cash versus Bitcoin. You're on it. And it's the first news item. Look at this. Isn't my amazing. Isn't my memory. <laughs> All right. 12, 12 minutes, eight, 8 minutes and 12 seconds. You got Kim.com debates BTC supporters on, on Clubhouse, which I then reviewed later on. Uh, but I think there was stuff in here about file share and stuff. Maybe, maybe, that, was, maybe that was later. But anyway, if anybody's interested to see how this all comes together. What where, what date was this? 7th of February. So two years and four months ago, 28, 28 months uh, since. And But here we are and Kim's delivered. So there you go. In 28 months from now, a lot of shit that has been hyped up. You can look back at it like cash tokens. In 28 months, let me tell you, cash tokens is going to be world changing stuff. Uh, but it all, it all happens slowly and suddenly. All right, cool. That'll do it for the show. Thanks for listening. Until next time. So I started realizing that if you can just find strength just a little bit longer, you will have a crew of people following you along the way. And that is another thing that no one can ever teach you. Because you're going to have to learn that on your own. You're going to have to figure out how to pull that energy out of your mind on your own. There's not, there's, there's no book you can read that all of a sudden I have it. I've got the technique now. I know how to do it. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, a grind that you have to start and finish on your own.